Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode 174 of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Nate Maxson, your host, here with you. And this week is a, uh, a special week, as it is every year. It is the not-so-esteemed We Can't Wrestle podcast Hall of Shame. Ooh, the worst, The worst of the, the hammies. The worst of the worst. The best of the worst. Just the fucking worst here on the We Can't Wrestle podcast. And we have a blast with this every year. If you want to hear the uh, the uh, inductees from years prior and you haven't listened, just listen to those shows. The list is so long, I'm not going to repeat it um, here this week to intro the show. However, I will introduce my co-hosts and feller, feller, hey, fellers, my fellow <laughs> inductors. Hey, you're speaking Mark's language. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. We'll introduce you first, Mr. Mark Brew. Hello, Mark. What's up, buddy? The host of Mark's Indie Spotlight, Aaron Maxson, is here. You heard him as well. Hello. If you smell what he's cooking, Mr. Archie Mitchell. What's up, everybody? And the star of the Reliving the Extreme podcast, Mr. Chad Austin. I thought you were going to introduce Archie again. <laughs> the star thought, in, in mention of the Reliving I, I thought, the Extreme podcast. I thought Aaron was the star of Reliving the Extreme. but Aaron thinks Aaron's the star of Reliving the Extreme. I agree with him. Star of I agree with him. God, don't go see him punk on us. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> but yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we do every single year. Aaron calls it his uh, his shining moment of the year every yes. year here, the Hall of Shame, um, where again we induct. It's 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 all about comedy, folks. You can induct an angle. You can induct Aaron. Fuck one year he inducted an entire promotion TNA. Um, yep. <laughs> you can induct whoever and whatever you want in pro wrestling. It's just got to be bad. And, you know, it's like Chad and I have discussed before. Bad is good in pro wrestling. It, as bad as it can be. Bad pro wrestling is almost better than good pro wrestling. Because it's so it's fucking such good shit, pal. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. Bad's got to be better than good. Because when's the last time you've seen good pro wrestling? <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that being said, again, here we go. We're going to do our – and Aaron, since it is your wheelhouse, it is your uh, your favorite show of the year, we'll start with you. Each one of us will give an inductee. I think we all have four. Uh, I, I would like to say I joked a couple of episodes ago when we were doing the PWI 500 episodes, I am not inducting Billy Jack Haynes' wig, although it can just be a posthumous induction. We can induct the wig, say it's in – didn't but, you say um, you wanted it bronzed or something? Yeah, I think Aaron said it should be bronzed. <laughs> yeah, like one of the statues, like they make it like Andre the Giant and Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> it's, it's in the exhibition hall. Yeah, it's just Billy Jack's wig. So <laughs> out of all the inductions, we should nominate one the uh the winner of the, the bronze. The be, yeah, Jack the best Hanks one gets bronze. Wig. <laughs> but Aaron, you want to go ahead and do your first induction into this year's Hall of Shame? Like like bronze, bronze, uh, Strowman. <laughs> the bronze Strowman Award. <laughs> For absolute mediocrity. I mean, that, that would kind of be the same as the Andre the Giant uh, trophy, right? Yeah. All right. So the first inductee is who? Who? What? The gimmick what? who? This yeah, mask. I'll get there. I wrote. I wrote notes, synopsises. 
I, mean, I, was, I was trying. I was trying to go a little, you know, Abner Costello with you, but you decided to ruin it. So that, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> we're inducting who? This mass mistake didn't last long in the WWF. August 6, nineteen ninety. August six, nineteen ninety six to September twelfth, nineteen ninety six. But the time he was there, he burned bright as a dumpster fire. Some believers out there feel he was created to be a rib on Hulk Hogan due to his red and yellow attire, but the truth is this fucking idea was put out there because Vince McMahon wanted to do who's on first jokes and, the, and because Jim Neidhart still owed Vince McMahon money for punching a flight attendant. Yes, it was Jim, it was Jim Neidhart under a mask and he wrestled as who and it was ridiculous. Yes. Sounds his beer like belly hanging his beer belly hanging over those yellow tights. <laughs> and every single person knew who the fuck that was. Yep. They knew who who was, yes. yes. Um and like Aaron said, it, it it's it, uh Neidhart owed Vince money. Like that, what was it the story where he said he didn't fire him because he owed him too much money or whatever? Yeah, he told Brett was worried about what was gonna happen to Jim and Brett said and Vince said Jim said, Don't worry about Jim, I can't fire him, he owes me too much money. Damn, I didn't even know about that. <laughs> was it the roids or the crack is the question? Yeah, that was that's the real question. <laughs> no, like he owed him this money because Jim Neidhart punched a flight attendant and <laughs> Vince paid for his legal services, like paid his legal funds, and the the thing was that Neidhart was going to pay him back. So Vince kept him employed because that was the only way he knew he was going to get his money out of Jim. Gotcha. So Jim worked for free, essentially. No wonder he was in the back smoking crack with Davey, right? <laughs> he had nothing to lose, free, though, or go to go, it was either free or go to jail. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. I do not free base cocaine. <laughs> he, 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 literally, he literally had nothing to lose. <laughs> Ryan. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's that rhino. Yeah, he's a, uh, yeah. And uh, unless we got anything else to say about who, do we have anything else to say? No, it was what? just terrible. It was terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to bring out the man inducting who into the Hall of Fame, his longtime close personal friend, Chris Tucker. <laughs> Chris who? Chris Tucker. <laughs> That's the I know best it doesn't sense, but none of this does. That's the best Jim Neidhart, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> Probably not. Well, let's let our, uh, our guest on this year's show, Mr. Chad Austin, go with his first induction this year. Chad. Who are you inducting into the All right, we can't we wrestle Hall of Shame? We're, we're going from five. We're going five to one, I guess. However, uh, you want to roll with it. All right. Well, I don't think any of you guys are going to know who this is unless, unless, um, I mean, unless you got Florida in like '86. But uh, they had a mass job guy who had a full. He had a full bodysuit, like like bodysuit man. Uh, except, except it was red, and uh, and so, and somehow on the back, they managed to put the letters, you know, the little iron-on letters, and and uh, and they somehow squeezed La Manessa Roja. <laughs> Damn, that is that is impressive. <laughs> they squeezed all that, and it started like at the guys, like on the guys' hip. 
like down by you know down by its rib gauge, and it went all, it went all the way around to his other shoulder. That's how long. That's how long the name was. So it looked like one of them Samoan tattoos. Yeah, and all it said was Lavanessa Roja. <laughs> was that his name? That was the, that's what he wrestled under, but <laughs> for, spell it for the, <laughs> for, the, for the life of me, I don't know who it was. Okay, I mean the the list of Florida jobbers wasn't that big. Jody was Hamilton. You, no, it definitely wasn't Jody Hamilton. His Jim Neidhart. He looked like yeah. a foot. <laughs> like you could have been one of the Thunder Feet. <laughs> that was the that was the predecessor to the Who, right? Yeah, yeah it's, that's my number. He's my number yeah. five guy. I, I've seen a lot of stuff, but I've never seen that. So yeah, you got me on that one. I can't. Uh, I can't. I can't say yeah, yeah, Chad. I saw that. I'm like, I haven't seen it. All right. So Lama Hanam. <laughs> on Lama, what? Lama Hama Pocket Rocket is in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Rama Lama Lama Shama Lama Ding Dong. <laughs> and, a, and a mecca like a hiney ho to you too, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mark Brew, who's your first inductee? <sighs> Let's. I'm going to go with. PG thirteen. What? Oh man! <laughs> I knew you were going to get so much heat when you told me about that. What they owe you money? <laughs> <laughs> That's the most horrible rhymes that I've ever had to listen to. I'd rather listen to Chad Austin rap. Hey, Chad Austin can rap. <laughs> I like that Chad changed his voice to say that too. It sounded like somebody else. Like, hey, leave him alone. That was his MC gimmick. Regulators, mount up. Hey, um, I, used to, I, I used to be in a rap group. <laughs> like I, I used to have a studio at my uh, when I was a kid at my grandma's house in this basement area that I soundproofed myself. And we were a bunch. Of, we were a bunch of white rappers. <laughs> and oh I, lord, I was the. You I were essentially PG thirteen then. <laughs> <laughs> I was the DJ. Because I had all the equipment, and we were called the White Thing. <laughs> and, and, the White Thing, and our album was called "Doing It the White Way." <laughs> oh God! I mean, it wasn't even meant to be racist. It just, <laughs> it just turned out like that. It just came out that way, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were we weren't very we weren't very big in the urban were neighborhoods, you, like the community. We weren't very forward were thinking you, either. You, <laughs> oh, we, didn't, we didn't sell a lot of albums in the hood, but we sold a lot of albums to people in hoods. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right, exactly. KKK. We were big in suburbia. <laughs> Somehow we were big around Char- Star- Charlie from Starkville, Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> So, Mark Wiles, are you putting PG-13 in? I mean, really, like, the whole fucking thing is a joke of even them being in wrestling, so. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> I, I, for, for the life of me, I swear you got something against them. <laughs> like. I have no. They are not. They're not like ham of shame. Like I, I would rather <laughs> listen to the White Thing album. <laughs> Actually, we did have a couple of pretty good songs. <laughs> we we played 
we used to play parties all the time. And I would take my 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 equipment over there, and we would we would go over and do our thing. There were no crosses on fire. At these parties yeah. were there. <laughs> but for some reason, we did we did we did a lot of like we did a lot of like outdoor bonfire parties. Gotcha. <laughs> bonfires, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were there meetings before the fires? I'm just wondering before the bonfires. <laughs> for some reason, we had a big white following. Uh-huh. I wonder why. Uh, the hoods. The hoods, yeah. <laughs> the boys with the hoods. <laughs> the boys in the hoods. Yeah. <laughs> this is already terrible. <laughs> the boys in the hood are always hard. Come talk in your trash and we'll blow up your church. <laughs> that was... That was like- Good job. That was some Norm McDonald style <laughs> shit, Aaron. <laughs> Blow up your church. <laughs> All right, Archie. First on my list is the Farouk Gladiator gimmick that only lasted like three weeks. Oh, no. Chad's you... really facing to get pissed. <laughs> that gimmick made no sense. That outfit looked ridiculous. The fact that they put him with Sonny for two weeks made even less sense. Okay, so so here's what I'll say, and I'm not trying to cut you off. Mm-hmm. The gimmick, or the, the the outfit was ridiculous. You're absolutely right. Um, but I think that the 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 putting him with Sonny, especially if you're going well, we to, know why they put him to do. Yeah, Sonny. it's it's the same principle as why they put Doom with woman with woman exactly. Know? But she only lasted with him for two weeks. He was he, after that he shook her off, but it was just him. And then Who, woman, the woman with Doom. No, well, no, we were talking. We were talking Farouk. about Sunny, Sunny being with Farouk when he first came into Gladiator the WWE. Are they coming out with an elite of that? Yes. But yeah, it was. It, it was inducted into Hall of Shame. <laughs> it was. A, it, was, it was at the beginning of it. It was a total. It was a total like misuse of Ron Simmons. Luckily, yeah. they, they course corrected quickly. With the, with, with the blue helmet gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was who, who embarrassment. Thought, who thought putting Ron Simmons with a jockstrap on his head and a blue onesie was going to do something for his career? <laughs> Former Damn. world champion. You know, I get we were still in that added that 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 hokey make everybody look like a cartoon character, uh, you know, point in wrestling. But it was Ron Simmons. <laughs> Archie's got you know? a bet. Archie's got a better chance of getting over in the Cruiserweight Classic. Right! <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, for that, I am inducting the Gladiator Farouk gimmick. And inducting him will be... His Nation of Domination uh, crewmates, PG-13. PG-13. <laughs> they get to be inducted and inductors. Right. This year. They could be, they could, all could, also could be indicted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <that> too. <laughs> Archie could join the Cruiserweight Classic. He weighs 115 kilos. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know your fan base is stupid. <laughs> you could just announce Archie is 115 kilos, and they're like, right. "Oh, he, may, he, may, oh, he, he's definitely qualified." <laughs> then he has to come out and go, "Magatia, Mag, Magatia, um, Chateau Ata." 
So my first inductee this year are the WCW mini movies. If anybody remembers those, yeah. not lost in Cleveland. Leading up, lead, no, I'm talking about the like the the Sting and oh, yeah. Bulldog on the beach. Yep, yeah, and the, the White Castle of Fear. The White Castle of Fear. The goddamn not the, the, bomb, the, bomb, the bomb's got a boat. Yeah, the bomb's got a boat on it. Or the bomb's the got bomb a boat. Got a boat. boat. Yeah, yeah, bomb. I meant what I said. <laughs> the bomb's got, got a it. fucking bomb on it. The bomb's got a the boat. bomb's got a boat on it, baby. Don't make us blow up this bomb. <laughs> they just put a hat on a bat. Like, no. What's he talking about? <laughs> he said, he said, the, the bomb has Bomb's a boat got a boat on it. It's an awful big bomb. <laughs> He's got a he's got a he's got a twenty eight foot bomb liner. <laughs> now I will say this: I agree with you to a certain extent about the bad oh, the movies yeah. being bad. But the first one, spin the meal, spin the wheel, make the deal with spin the, the meal. Invader. Spin the meal, spin the meal, spin the meal. Whatever side it lands on, you have to eat. <laughs> yeah, there's a burger. There's a burger. It's like, don't give me the cauliflower. Don't give me the cauliflower. There's a burger, but whatever side it is, you gotta eat it with the burger. Spin, spin the wheel. Spin the. What did he say? Spin, spin the, the wheel, meal. eat the meal. meal. <laughs> spin the meal, eat the meal. <laughs> on a boat with a bomb on it. <laughs> with a bomb on it, right? No, but the That's... original with Vader and Sting in the like, wheel make the deal gonna... was much better than any of the rest. That's going to be the next. That's going to be the new putting a hat on a hat. <laughs> I, I, hey, I, I think we can get this gimmick over. I think so. He, he put he put a bomb on a boat. <laughs> he put a bomb on a boat, and then he, he spun a meal. <laughs> oh shit! Spin welcome, the meal, eat the meal. <laughs> welcome to the Hall of Shame, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Shit's getting good now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the terrible WCW mini movies. Spin <laughs> the wheel, eat the meal. <laughs> That's worst. Let's see that that match would be between Vader. Abdullah the Butcher, and and probably um, what's his, what's his name? Yoko. Yeah, Yoko. Perfect. <laughs> if some tells me that match wouldn't be very long, no, they'd be done in about five minutes. He wants to get to the. That's how you need for a good curtain jerk, anyways. <laughs> Ball uh, count Nate. anywhere in catering, Nate. <laughs> I like that. Your induction got off the rails. That's fine. But I do I'm agree. With I, do. You. I do agree with you that 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 was some stupid ass shit. Um, yeah. White Castle affair was terrible. Uh, boat on a bomb sucked. <laughs> uh, the midget. The midget. Yeah, sting. It's sting. All of them. It's sting. Yeah. What midget? Dead eye dick. No, it wasn't dead eye dick. Oh, it was a Desperado. I thought that's what that midget's name was. No, Dead Eye Dick was the Desperado. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Um, the midget's name. What? The midget's name was Cheatham. Cheatham. Yes, that's right. Cheatham, Cheatham the midget. Who is I remember. I remember the name of the fucking midget from the WCW <laughs> mini movies. That's I can't remember where I put my fucking keys. <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong with that picture. <laughs> Aaron's like, what did I eat 20 minutes ago? Oh, yeah, Cheatham was the name of that midget. 
I can't wait for the I can't wait for the next time I go do wrestling trivia at Jimmy's Seafood because I I stink so bad at it anyway that I'm just gonna start putting answers up like that because sometimes like the guy will read like the wrong like some of the, some of the wrong guesses you know <laughs> it, he won't give the name of the team or, or whatever who says it he'll just he'll be <laughs> thumbing through some of the answers and I'm just gonna wait till I hear. Like some of the some of the ones that that I put up, that I put down on paper. Ask them, do they know who the who, first who beat, midget who to jack Nori. off in the trash can on TV was? <laughs> who beat Dory Funk Jr. for the NWA championship? Cheat him the midget, <laughs> Marty. That's a county in Alabama, actually. Though it's it's a county in Alabama named Cheatham County. <laughs> uh, I, I would hate to run for the uh, attorney general. <laughs> Of that Do, county. Dewey, Cheatham, and how? <laughs> All right, Aaron, your next induction. Uh, my next induction is uh, the Rochester Roadblock. Oof. Oof. Oh, man. All right, you guys ready for my synopsis of Roadblock? Go ahead. All right. This fat sack of shit never did anything. <laughs> All right. That was, you ain't going to go any further. <laughs> You're good. You're good. I wrote. I wrote it. Let me read it. This could have been one of them games where you you just give us like your description and we got to guess who it is. Right. <laughs> my, my next inductee is a fat sack of shit. <laughs> is it Roblox? Just a Roblox. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This fat sack of shit never did anything good or for the sport of professional wrestling. While other big men were just as untalented, at least they had something special about them, like Big Daddy, Giant Haystacks, Uncle Elmer, Haystacks Calhoun, but not this old fat piece of shit roadblock. He was just fat, ugly, non-talented, and should have been arrested for stealing money. <laughs> and didn't he always, didn't he come to the ring with the big, like, the real, like, roadblock? Roadblock, so, yep. Yeah. Like, the, yep. the whole, like, not even, like, the sign. Like the thing that they, that yeah, the like actual, a, yeah, see that up over, over his shoulders. It's like a, a, an easel, like a painting easel or whatever. <laughs> what I mean, idiot. what a fucking idiot. He was I essentially, think, he was essentially living the gimmick though, because he was just in the way, right? Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> like walking down to the ring like a fat Christ, like <laughs> carrying his cross to bird, burden or whatever. Yeah, he was terrible. Looking for My that spin the meal, eat the meal, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's wanting in that. He wanted <laughs> deal the meals from Richard Simmons, but he settled for spin the meal with eat the meal. <laughs> He'll well, drop out ninety two times in a row just to get in that match. That wouldn't yep. be a win for him if he won the Richard Simmons meal deal, right? <laughs> It goes against it goes against all that he believes. <laughs> Runner up gets Jenny Craig. Yeah, whoever wins, he's gonna, whoever wins, he's gonna try to cash in the hoagie in the bank. <laughs> loser, loser loses weight match. <laughs> <sighs> so, anything else on Roadblock? There is nothing else more to say. About no, you you said it all. You all right, well, in, 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 inducting Roadblock into the Hall of Shame is twelve Popeyes chicken sandwiches. <laughs> if you ever needed, to, if you ever, if you ever need to realize, or if you ever want to know, folks, how like legit strong Lex Luger was, 
Just go watch oh. Lex Luger on Nitro. Not being able to lift him. <laughs> he, he got him up, though. He got him up eventually. He worked hard at it. Charm. <laughs> is, that, now, is, he the one where, is that he the one where he kind of he kind of crumbled at first? Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. He, he tries to get him up, and the guy's just, I mean, a big, dead like Aaron said, a big dead sack weight. of shit. <laughs> just he's dead weight. The deadest weight you can imagine. It's like, it's like, um, when you play chicken in a pool, and, and there you got somewhere underneath somebody's like legs and put them on your shoulder, kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, and if, if they didn't want to go up, dude, they weren't going up, <laughs> you know. And, and if you're like 300 and what 40, 50, 60 pounds, and if you don't want to go up, man, you ain't going nowhere. All I remember is Luger finally lifted him and then just dropped him immediately afterwards. I don't even think he submitted. He was just like, fuck it. <laughs> Luger's like, it's too much. It's too goddamn much. <laughs> All right, Chad, what do, you, what do you got next? All right, so this would be my number four person. I'm going to go with uh, Tux Newman. Any of you guys know who that is? <laughs> fuck, wasn't huh? he a USWA manager? <laughs> No, he's even worse. Uh, California <laughs> Championship. Even oh. worse. Yeah, he was um like, he was just one of them like slobby like fat guys that wore like one of them like ruffled tuxes, and every time you see him, he's just sweating profusely for yeah, no I mean, reason I whatsoever. I, I just I for some reason I thought he was Memphis, but I've seen him and I know oh, he's he, tired of like he he definitely he definitely could have worked in, in, in Memphis. He was that bad. He was just a guy that was somebody's friend, and they got him on the fucking show. I, I just so, I remember I only got California Championship Wrestling for about <coughs> maybe six weeks, <coughs> and he was on like four of the shows, and I'm like, oh, this we got to get this. This has got to be on every week. <laughs> I, I got to watch so, this guy. So his name was Tux Newman, and he wore a tux to the ring. Yep, and he wow. looked like Newman. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you said he was sweating profusely when you put a fat guy in a little coat. That happens. Right, right. <laughs> Mark, who's your next induction? Oh, we're going to go with Disco Inferno. Oh, oh, wow. oh. <laughs> Yes, because, like, <clears throat> to me, you can't, I can't never look back and think, Damn, he was good in that match. Like everybody all that he even worked with, pretty much had a crappy match because they had to come down to his fucking level. And it it was just, I I think he's deserving of being in the Hall of Shame. Well, yeah. The, the only thing he really had going for him was that he was one of Raven's boys. And inducting yeah. him into the Hall of Shame. It's John Travolta to show him how the fuck it's done. <laughs> when Mark told me he was inducting Disco, I said even Alex Wright, who was good but not great in the ring, had to dumb it down in the ring. And that's that, that you know, is bad. You know what I mean? It, it, I, I don't remember him having a stellar match with anybody. I remember him almost killing guys like Perry Saturn and Chris Benoit when they would try to lift him in the ring and he, you know, falling around. So I agree with Disco Inferno going in. I, I think that um uh, I don't know I I don't <clears throat> I can see what you're saying I don't have an opinion on him really either way so I guess that means he wasn't memorable so yeah I mean I guess he qualifies Aaron Chad uh, yeah. anything to say on Disco 
Uh, <laughs> crickets. I mean, the guy was there. He's dropping a deuce. Well, I am. He's dropping a disco. Disco was a guy that was liked by people that were in Portland. That's how he got by. No, I mean, Glenn was. I, I always. I mean, I always like. I mean, I I like. I liked Glenn. Like you know, every time I was ever around, it was it was normally because he was around. Eh, Scotty, uh, Raven, <laughs> Emma, come on, come on, just go. You know, I think it was like because I think Raven liked to surround himself with hams. That's why he always hung around with like me and, and Stevie and Disco. And, right. Aaron's taking a Gilberti. <laughs> <laughs> Did he ever work North Georgia? Uh he yeah, they, like... they've had him on like some independent shows up there and stuff, and it's like that's not a selling point. You're not gonna draw me <laughs> by having disco fucking inferno on the card. I'm sorry, I'm not popping. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Bernie. <laughs> that's where Michael's Eighth Avenue is. <laughs> His that only was friend, Wikipedia only, from last week. His only friend is Vince Russo. I'd rather watch Earthquake Ferris. Oh, well, who wouldn't? <laughs> I didn't think... What, what Wasn't Earthquake Ferris? Wasn't that a PN News? <laughs> no, he was what, Cannonball... PN News was Cannonball Grizzly. Cannonball Grizzly? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, that was his that was his name in Japan. Or in you just Japan. took two handy and, uh, gimmicks German. and put them together. <laughs> just cannonball and grizzly, like two two generic independent guys. It's a it's a jobber love child. Yeah, why don't they call him Dr. Cannonball Grizzly X? <laughs> Foot. Or cannonball can't run. <laughs> Would he still do the yo baby yo baby yo? No, it, no, it's yogurt baby yogurt baby yogurt baby. No, it, no. <laughs> yogurt <Archie>. baby. <laughs> oh my, Archie. <laughs> who's, who's your next inductee? My next inductee has injured a Hall of Famer more than once, and I am going to be inducting Goldberg, Bill Goldberg into the Hall of Shame for almost killing The Undertaker in Saudi Arabia and for ending Bret Hart's career. Damn. That's like... Nate's on board with that one. You got a whole different criteria for your Hall of Shame than I do. Well, here's here's another reason I don't like Goldberg anymore. Yes, when he was in WCW, he was absolutely fine. His, his streak was well-deserved, and I think they had a great storyline. But when he persistently comes back at the age of like 54 now in the WWE and beats guys, guys like The Fiend, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, and refuses to put over the younger stars, fuck him. Yeah, now he's just old you know? bird. He right. dropped yeah, huh? the G. That's kind of why can... you don't see him anymore, right? Huh? Because well, Triple H is in charge now. I know. I he mean, ain't gonna, but, he ain't going to call and, that son of a bitch. And I would say, to be honest, other than, and you guys can tell me if you think I'm wrong. Other than Saudi Arabia, where they literally requested Yokozuna in 2016, right. so they clearly right. have no fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> but other than Saudi Arabia, and and I will say that first match he had with Brock, 
literally, since he's come back to WWE, he hasn't drawn a dime. He's been on cards that have drawn a dime, but having Goldberg's name on the card hasn't drawn a dime. And you and can disagree with me if you think I'm wrong. And the Saudi thing, the Saudi thing, he didn't, nobody draws anything in Saudi. That's just a paid show that, you know what I mean? Right. It's like doing I mean, it, a show it, it for is. The you're, you're drawing the money from the royal family, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you really, you, you really don't think that um, somebody like Goldberg was like over in Saudi in Saudi? Like, I mean, you know, with a last bit... na- with a last name like Goldberg, how could he be over in Saudi Arabia? Well, here, here's to, <laughs> to answer uh, Chad's question in in a real way, I don't think that he he might have gotten a pop. But once the match only went five minutes and he concussed himself immediately and then almost literally broke the Undertaker's neck, I think everybody went silent and was like, what the fuck are we watching? You know what yeah, I mean? I gotta, so, I, I, I gotta go back and watch that because I, I don't really, I don't know as, as a whole how, like, how smart them people are over there. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, <laughs> I wonder what I agree the, with but, you on that. He doesn't. I wonder, I wonder what the observer, like he means. Intelligent. He, he means to the business. <laughs> yeah, not, I know. Not, not I know. Intelligent. I know, but just the way he says. No, but see, I, I can imagine what Chad is thinking. If the king that's sitting up in the stands puts up an applause side, they're going to cheer. So we don't know if the pop was legitimate or not. Right. You know? I mean, they might have popped the scene two chickens fight in the middle of the ring. We don't know. Or they show a video package from WCW before yeah. he even comes out, so they they're like, "Oh, yeah, that's that dude." Right. So I I agree with Chad. We don't know how smart these Saudi fans are. Yeah, I, want, I mean, you know, I mean, I know Meltzer is kind of cheap, and I, do you think he would spend the postage, or is the is the observer is the observer rate different? <laughs> I believe he rated. I believe he rated <laughs> them negative his nose. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long way from Campbell, California, to <laughs> Saudi Arabia. And, and how old would the news be by the time it got there? <laughs> well, <laughs> instead of the Pony Express, it was the Camel Express. <laughs> <laughs> There's the mailman wearing the big like he's wearing the big the desert outfit, and there's the the mail sacks on the each side of the camel. <laughs> well, I have, I have news from '98. Here you go, <laughs> <laughs> Mazeltov Goldberg. You are in the We Can't Wrestle podcast Hall of Shame. Oh, oh and inducting Goldberg will be the Hitman Bret Hart because I'd love to hear the speech. This fuck. This motherfucker <laughs> right here. Let me tell you about him. Kick me in the, kick, kick me in the head. After Goldberg. after he Bill, spent about four minutes of him just shaking his head. Bill, Bill, Bill Goldberg kicked me in the head. Bill Goldberg. Um, so my next induction into the We Can't Wrestle podcast, Hall of Shame. <clears throat> Angelo Mosca Jr. Oof. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Angelo <Fair> Mosca <laughs> Jr. Lord, Lord have mercy. Um, funny shaped, unibrow, terrible wrestler. But they thought they could do something with him in Mid Atlantic. He beat Ivan Kolov. Yes, he did, and became the Mid Atlantic champion. And what the fuck? That guy, that kid, 
Man. Oof. <laughs> the worst belt ever. <laughs> yeah, worst belt. Yes, that ain't no shit either. Yeah, I should induct a belt too. But. <laughs> it wasn't even the it wasn't honorable even a, mention. <laughs> it wasn't even a gold belt. It was white. Oh God. It, it was ugly as fuck. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, like people are usually like, oh, that guy didn't live up to his father's potential. <laughs> like, yeah, he did. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly what I expected out of him. Way to yep. go, son. You inherited your dad's talent. Pops <laughs> <laughs> is proud. <laughs> you did what I couldn't do after all these years. Like, you just beat Ivan Cole off. But it, it's a work, Dad. Bob Cottle, I'm so proud of my boy. <laughs> He's imagine, imagine if Angela Mosca Jr. would have been the one that hit Pat Patterson over the head with the... Uh, <laughs> with the um the the, the uh what, what they call it with a pitcher that started that started the feud, <clears throat> and then Patterson instead of selling it would have said, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> like, instead of instead of taking the instead, instead of taking the bump, just turns around and said, "What the fuck?" <laughs> no, we're gonna do this my way. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Ange- Angelo Mosca Jr. was a, uh, a not a good wrestler. I mean, and you know, I don't know, I don't know. He could have been a really cool guy. That's fine. He might have been a nice fella. But did he did he ever do promos? Yes, and he always looked like a deer in the headlights, and he always sounded like a dope. And <laughs> he just, I mean, he just, I mean, if you, I would say, of all the wrestling that I've watched anyway, and Chad, you've you've watched a lot more territory stuff than I have. But I w- wouldn't you say that he was probably the least commanding, the least commanding wrestler to ever wear a, a major championship? Like, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, he just he did, he absolutely looked like he did not even belong having a belt around his waist, even to hold his pants up. <laughs> like he looked like he shouldn't be allowed to even just carry the belt, like and you know, like from town to town. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Because I remember, I remember there was a lot of times when, um, in, in, I mean, have you ever have you ever heard the stories about how guys sometimes never wanted to be champion because they didn't want to have to be responsible for the belts? For the belt, yeah. Well, we we had at one point we had belts that cost uh, I think there was seventeen hundred dollars a piece for our tag team belts, and um, and they came in these little like. A satin bag, right? And and the promoter, like, he told us that we had to like take him everywhere he went. And I kept telling him, I was like, Dennis, I don't, I don't want to be responsible for this thing, you know. And, and then one time, I remember one time, um, we were doing an outside show at a Hard Rock Cafe or whatever, and we came to the ring, and I ended up throwing the belt, like you know how they they kind of throw it like in the ring and it kind of slides. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, me and Dino were going to the ring, and I threw my belt, and it slid all the way across the ring and fell out on the floor. And uh, <laughs> and um, and and Dennis came to ringside during the match while we were in the, like right, right after it happened, and he's looking at us, he's going, he's mouthing that, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> hey guys, I, I, my 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 catch has got out for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Chad's cat is now in the Hall of Shame. <laughs> the puss is loose. 
that's that's what that's what Bret Hart said about Sonny. Um, Aaron, Aaron, who's your next induction of the Hall of Fame this year? Uh, the goon. The goon? Is Wasn't he no already one? in there? No. Is he? No. No, I just looked at the list today. I, I didn't think so. No, I just looked at the list today. All right. Uh, but as in Villa Irwin, the goon? Just the goon, but we're going to get there. Okay. This, is my synop- this is my synopsis of the goon. One of the lines we use when we're inducting a gimmick is that it's not an indictment of the man performing the gimmick, but tonight that is an exception to the rule. This stupid <laughs> ass gimmick was doomed from the start and was made even worse by the clown shoe wearing the jersey. The least said about the goon, the better. Aaron and I, this is one of me and Aaron's arguments because I am a Bill Irwin fan and he is not. But the goon was stupid. Yeah, Bill Irwin, man. What can you say? Him and Georgia. Well, and him and his brother. I like him. I loved him and his brother as a tag team. Not a Bill Irwin fan. And definitely really? not a fan of the goon. I would have thought that with all your years of watching GWF, you would have been, been at least a little bit of a fan of Bill Irwin. Nope. No? All right. Nothing about him. Well, he was in that, he was in that lovely group, De- Devastation Stink. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was like him, what? Uh, uh, Ray Candy. What is that? Uh, Bad Leroy Brown, one man, one man gang. Uh, <laughs> all them. It was like it was like all the hams. They couldn't figure out what to do with any, all these guys. So they put them all with the Skandar. <laughs> It, it was like a, it was always, it must have been a rib on Skandar. We don't got nothing for you. You're going with Akbar. <laughs> yeah, let's see what Akbar could do with you. <laughs> Man, not a fan of the goon. Thought it was a dumb gimmick. Out of all those gimmicks, it was the worst one. And <laughs> the goof. The goof. <laughs> so, the, absolute wor- the absolute worst part of the gimmick was the boots. The boots, yes, the 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 heeled all the way through the middle boots, yes, to made to made to <clears throat> look like ice skates. That was fucking stupid. I mean, you can see the idea of a former hockey player who's who's like a bully or whatever being a wrestler. That's not that couldn't be totally unheard of, but just the the get up and the boots and all that. It was ridiculous. Arvin, yeah. Arvin, he never hit anybody with a hockey stick. If he would have hit somebody one time, it would have been awesome. With the hockey stick? Yeah. Yeah, it would have been it would have been it would have been awful. And it would have been awful <laughs> for the guy that he hit. <laughs> well, I mean they could have gimmicked it. I'm not saying for him to murder somebody, but I'm saying he never used it. Yeah, if he if they made it out of straws. <laughs> I mean, it could have been it could have been like that two by four, that foam two by four that Duggan used in WCW. Yeah. <laughs> When he swings it, it still has that bend in it from it, yeah. being, it, it, it being made out of styrofoam. <laughs> and inducting the goon is uh, Cam Neely. Who? Cam Neely. Who is that? He's the only hockey player other than Wayne Gretzky that I knew, so I wrote oh, it down. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> The only the only two hockey players that I know is Wayne Gretzky and Chris Jericho's father. I don't even know his name. Ed. Irvine. 
Ted Irvine. Oh, I should have said Ted Irvine. I I only knew his last name, Ted, so I don't feel bad. I was like Irvine. Yeah, it's about <laughs> it. <laughs> See, hockey's not big. Hockey is not big in Baltimore. Hence, and every time, every I was every five years or so, like they would they would try to start a rumbling. Because we have a perfect facility for it. The Baltimore Arena was built like it literally has the ice underneath of the floor. Like it's it was built for like hockey. But after like one or two seasons, they realized that nobody's coming to see this. Nobody likes hockey, right? <laughs> not, I mean, it, hockey is not a Baltimore thing. Like Baltimore is known for, you know, at, at, well, two. Two pro sports, football and baseball, and then in in college we're big with um as far as I know we're big with basketball because of the whole end bias stuff, right? And other than that, I don't know anything about our basketball and um, <laughs> our, our our University of Maryland basketball because every time I hear University of Maryland, I keep hearing about Len bias. So he was good at two things: basketball and crack. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chad, you're next. Who's your next inductee? All right, who, who do I say already? That's just I said Tux right. and um, who and was Jack's his first one? And Lama, Lama Nessa Roja. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my my next one. I'm going to go with uh, um, Mass Transit. Ah, <laughs> good, 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 good. The guy or the incident? Or all I, I got the guy. I got um. I got so many, so many crossed out numbers next to his name, where I, I had him lower on the list, and I'm like, no, he's got to be higher on the list. <laughs> and then I found, so I found somebody worse, and then I moved him down again. So I was like, well, we'll just make him somewhere around. <laughs> you're, you're like, you're like, I was gonna put him in the Volkov spot, but then I put him in the Paul Orndorff spot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but at least I mean, yeah. What can you say about that fucking piece of garbage? I mean, he made the mid card of your Hall of Shame inductees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is he still around? Or no, his his parents well, made him dead. Wrestling, right? He died. He's dead. Yeah, is him? He's dead, or his career's dead? Both. He's uh, they're all dead. So he's, he's still <laughs> doing. He's doing the job for New Jack in the Sky. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. New Jack walked in and was like, and Mass Transit was like, fuck. This it? motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that whole deal was, what a shit show. What a shit show. I just, I don't understand. His father let him go in there pretending to be over 18. But then when New Jack... When New Jack was beating the fuck out of him, he yelled at them, hey, he's only 15 years old. Well, then why did you let him get in the ring in the first place in ECW? You know what I mean? Oh, because his father thought it was all hee-hee-ha-ha. Uh-huh. It's all it's all wrestling nonsense. And oh, because they weren't really bleeding every night. I mean, come on now. Like, even if it wasn't ECW, but the fact that it was Extreme Championship Wrestling made it worse. You know, and then they put him in the ring with somebody that honestly didn't give a shit about anybody's body, anybody's anybody. life, anybody, anybody. Right? You know? He didn't I, care I, about his own body. No, and, right. and I always, I always say this about New Jack. I, I think watching New Jack do a shoot interview or whatever makes me laugh. He was funny. I do think that, but he was also careless and an asshole. 
Intel. New Jack, man, I, I I always love hearing, I always love hearing him talk about me, because the story somehow always seems seems to change somewhat, <laughs> and you know, and then I ran into people <laughs> over a course of the years, you know, I've run I run into Dreamer every once in a while, and every and then I used to ask him about it, like he he, he Dreamer actually forgot about the whole thing, I'm just like. Did this guy really believe what he does? What he said, or is it all just that much of a work? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, New Jack's a fucking idiot. I'm, I mean, um, one of the one of the best one of the best wedding presents that I that I got was at our our wedding rehearsal dinner was um uh we got a phone call like Roy was there. And Roy, Roy got the phone call. We were at dinner eating at an outside terrace. And he, he goes, oh. And we're like, what? He's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, what? He's like, New Jack died. And we all, like, threw babies in the air. <laughs> oh, God. <Damn>. Oh, God. <laughs> I, think, I think Jimmy Sifu comped all our meals. <laughs> God, that was like the worst story you ever told, but funny at the same time. Well, I mean, New Jack told me on a uh, cameo video that he liked to chop my nuts off and put them in a sandwich bag. So, Mark's cool that, that. <laughs> sounds like he's done that before, <laughs> right? I was just wondering why he was after my testicles. Yeah. <laughs> Did he hear anything about your testicles, Mark? Uh, <laughs> they must have been talking. <laughs> He's a big testicle guy. Evidently. Your testicles were talking? That's <laughs> <laughs> where Devon got testified because he's because the new Jack yells, testicles. <laughs> oh Devon my goes, brother, testicles. testicles. Did you just say did you just say testify? He's like, that's right, testicles. <laughs> and, and, and what's the best part about eating about eating calamari? The testicles. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, Mark. Okay, so my next induction is based strictly off this gimmick. Now hold and on, I'm- hold on. You put in PG-13, a bunch of rappers. You put in Disco Inferno, who was obviously a disco guy. Are you about to end up in that Man Mountain Rock next? Because you're after no. all the musical gimmicks. All right. No. Okay. Okay. Or about Van Hambone. <laughs> uh, this, this is my description of this gimmick. Looks like a fucking Chippendale dancer in a Zorro mask. The Masked Stranger? The handsome stranger. The handsome stranger, yeah. Yes. Mark Bagwell and the GWF. (laughs) Like it's 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 not even for you know his in-ring talent. It's just what the fuck was this gimmick? (laughs) (laughs) You probably you probably could have put the whole GWF in with him. You could just say Mark Bagwell. (laughs) Mark But but this like at, at times Buff was over with me, but like just that whole gimmick there, I was like, what in the actual fuck is going on here? And inducting the handsome stranger is the godfather, because if you're going to dress like a hoe, you're going to be pimped. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he's, a, he's dressed like a hoagie. 
<laughs> like you can't tell me you don't get that's a fucking male stripper in a Zorro mask. Pretty much yeah. from that fucking gimmick. It's like what in the Mar fuck? Mar Marcus Bigelow male gigolo. <laughs> yeah. What if you like put everybody to sleep and like it was somebody's bright idea? He puts everybody to sleep and then leaves like a rose like in their in their mouth. <laughs> Or in their ass crack like Angel Garza was doing. Oh my god! <laughs> it would have took some. It would have took like several weeks before somebody would have would have thought that was just a complete gay gimmick. <laughs> he, he, right. he, he, Fuck! He like, I thought the gimmick was gay. <laughs> he roofied the guy. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Rick James, bitch. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Hall of Shame, handsome stranger. Aaron, you didn't comment on that. Any uh, comments on Handsome Stranger? Well, I think I've made my opinions known throughout the years of Mark Bagwell, but the Handsome Stranger, it was a gimmick that was given to him when he first got in, and it was going to suck because he sucked through his entire career. But it's like, it's it's the worst thing he ever did, but it was because he was young, so I'll give him that. But Mark Bagwell as a whole was just lame. Sprayberry High School. <laughs> and like, he's just, a, would, and he's, and he's just a crummy human being. That would, that I remember watching that, and like I don't know whatever year it was, and I remember I, I was still living at home because it was still I was still relatively young, or at least I had probably moved out once and then had to move back. And and if Jim Ross would have just kept saying, you know, he's from Sprayberry High School, and I'm thinking, who cares, right? Like nobody introduces me from Northeast High School. <laughs> There's a whole nother reason why I dislike Buff, uh, Buff Bagwell as a person. It was from a, a personal experience at a at a show that he was on. He uh kept grabbing his junk in front of my teenage daughters, and that don't fly with me. Oh God! But he, he had a whole. He carried a whole bunch of. What was he a junk collector or something? He kept. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> he thought he was doing an antique thing, but he was just collecting. Junk <laughs> it turns out crazy. Bagwell's one of those guys that like he has an SUV, but it's full of like trash and shit. And it's just <laughs> it's full. Of, it's full of junk that he keeps grabbing. That's the actual uh, footage from them commercials with the vent clips for for Febreze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hot Hawaii Aloha scent. <laughs> All right, Archie, you're up. All right. My number three, because she was never able to fully take a stunner, and because of her introducing us to the PG era that we kind of still are in because of her wonderful run for Senate that she lost twice, I am inducting Linda McMahon into the Hall of Shame. Linda McMahon. Yes. She um, was by far the worst McMahon on television. Her themes, her using the WrestleMania theme song never made sense to me. And she never really did anything for the company. If anything, she hindered it. She should have come out to the the uh, the May Young Moolah music. <laughs> That's a disgrace to May Young hey, Moolah. No, I'm thinking she should have came out to like a really... Was that? She should have came out to like, thank you for being a friend. That would have worked, yeah. Or like a real miserable piano rift, you know, because things went to shit when she showed up. I see her coming out to Ted Nugent Cat Scratch Fever. 
Oh, no, she she definitely never should have been put on television. No. Ever. No, no. Um, Vince was like, look, everybody else is on TV. You're going to have to appear, too. And she was like, okay. We got we to gotta put out a united front here, Linda. They just Get picked, on board. They should have just picked a woman to play Vince's wife. You know? I agree. <laughs> I agree. And inducting Linda into the Hall of Fame will be none other than Stone Cold Steve Austin so he could stun her ass on the stage. Like for real though. No sell me, right. bitch. Right. No sell me right. Thank <laughs> you. But yes, I agree. Um I actually agree uh even more now. And I'm uh, this is not a political show, I'm not gonna say it, but she she was part of Trump's shit. So anyway, but anyway, yeah. yes, Linda Linda was definitely the worst McMahon on television and a terrible actress. The, the best role she ever had was when she was comatose in a wheelchair because she right. didn't do shit. anything. Right. And we got to teach her Stratus because of that. The only good thing she ever did. So my next induction, unless anybody has anything else on Linda. Uh, Aaron? <laughs> if, uh, you give us, if you give us enough time and we can, enter, we can Google her, we can find, find some decent dirt on her. I wouldn't want to Google her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine if the, the feds came in your house and, and stole your hard drive, and and they and they 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 thought that you were fucking around with like kitty porn or something, and they, they and you went they went on the news and they were like, well, he was suspected a kitty porn guy, and all of a sudden they found was all these pictures of Linda McMahon, <laughs> bunch of pictures of Linda McMahon in pantsuits, really yeah. weird. Like, <laughs> It'd be like that episode of Seinfeld when when they put when they were on trial and um. Mm-hmm. I forgot whatever was said or whatever, but when the, when the crowd was just like "ooh," <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and they showed everybody's face, like "oh, that's a shame." Oh man, <laughs> Linda McHam. <laughs> I like it. Well, my next induction is um, is an announcer. <clears throat> oh, that's funny because mine my, my my next my next inductee kind of is too. Well, I can't be in the Hall of Shame. <laughs> oh, no, 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 not a ring announcer. I'm sorry, a commentator, Mark. Got you, got ah. you. But my induction is for <clears throat> the one and only, let me see if I can do it justice, Rod Trongard. Oh, God. I fucking hate Rod Trongard. <laughs> I don't know who's worse. Chad, you tell me. Is it Trongard or Ed Whalen? Uh, I mean, I at least got, I, I got, I got some mileage out of Ed Whalen. Because at least he almost seemed like uh, he wasn't like in on it at, at all. <laughs> yeah, he seemed completely fucking clueless. Yeah, he, he wouldn't sell for the heels. Ring a ding dong dandy. Yeah, he, he he wouldn't sell for the heels at all. It was the best. You couldn't. He, he was like, uh, who's that other guy that you couldn't get heat on as a commentator? Because they just wouldn't sell. He just wouldn't sell for the guys. Big so Jim like, Hess. Who? Big Jim Hess. I guess, but I don't even know who that is. But yeah, <laughs> you know, was the, he was the commentator that was in uh, fucking Fuller's territory before he took it over. Jesus, that's that's some stuff I should know right there. That's some useless knowledge that I that who I was that, who was that? Who was that? Aaron said the word the uh, the the adjective big. Who was that guy that did the um? He commentated for Crockett. 
And then by by 84, 85, 83, he's doing the thing where he's like, get the Mid-Atlantic bumper sticker. That guy, too, he, he never sold for... Does anybody know what the fuck I'm talking about? No. <laughs> we're making a left turn. I'm trying to think. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet you after we're done here, um, you guys, in about an hour after the show... It's going to hit um, you. You guys are getting ready to go to bed. You'll get a text, and I'll, I'll, nail, I'll figure it out. But yeah, he's... <laughs> But Trongard was fucking terrible. Absolutely yeah. terrible. I don't know what Trongard's actual job was. Like, I don't know what he was actually commenting. I think he just had dirt on Vern Gagne. No, I think, like, it wasn't even that because he ended up he ended up working for Vince. Well, that's just because Vince wanted to steal everybody from Vern Gagne. No, I think Trongard was one of those guys that, because, like, what was he? The, he was, like, he commentated on, like, the California shows. No, like, um, wasn't no, I'm, it talking with, I'm talking like, with the WWF. He was, he was like the Los Angeles guy, wasn't he? Yeah, like Vegas. Yeah, like he would, and he would do AWA territory for Vegas yeah. too. And, and and he was one of those guys that was just he was contracted by that station or whatever, and they put him on there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he had any kind of wrestling knowledge he was just on the fucking thing because he was the commentator for that arena or whatever and well that that also goes back to the to the deal the days when um like remember when when Vince bought everybody and a lot of times before he bought like a territory or or whatever a certain area like he would buy the territory with the promise of having to use you know a certain talent Right. Yeah, like, like we're gonna use we're gonna use your broadcast guy on our fucking show. But they're only Jack, gonna use them, Jack, you know. Yeah, Jack gonna... Jack Tunney gets to be our our figurehead president. Yeah, it's just it's like one of them gimmicks where okay, you can buy this territory, but you got to use Rod Trongard, and they use them for you know they they use them until somebody forgot about the deal. Yeah. Right, <laughs> they were like, "Who is this fucking bone?" Till all timers kicked like, in. <laughs> worst, worst announced team ever: <clears throat> Rod Trongard and the Duke of Dorchester. You know, it's like Jesus fucking Christ. I'm gonna mute this shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, at least at least Pete Darty was was a, a little entertaining. He was a character. Yeah, <laughs> I thought, like I'd rather I thought, watch a silent wrestling show. <laughs> I thought even 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 a worse combination was him and Lord Alfred Hayes. Hayes, whatever. <laughs> Any anybody team with Lord Alfred Hayes was just was was a rib. Promotional consideration <laughs> paid for by the following. Um. Oh man. Okay, so worst commentating team ever is Bruce Pritchard, Mike McGurk, Duke, and, and, and the Duke of Dorchester. Yes, Bruce Pritchard, Mike McGurk, and the Duke of Dorchester doing commentary. Jesus fucking Christ. But anyway, this was about Rod Trongard. Anybody have anything else to say about him and his afro? <laughs> That was, it was a Will Ferrell and Semi Pro. <laughs> it was a doozy of a fro, I'll tell you that though. <laughs> you know it's a good fro. You know what's a good fro when the when the headset like pushes the middle of it down? Look <laughs> at that deuce fro he's got going on. <laughs> and he wore he wore like Gorilla Monsoon glasses, but he didn't pull it off good enough. Yeah. 
Rod Trotgard. Ron Trotgard. He sucked. Like, didn't he do like he did a lot of commentary on like you? Basically, you would only catch him on prime time, right? Yep. Because he would yep. do like what the Boston Garden shows and mm-hmm. yeah, and what the 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 like the almost Canada shows and stuff. Yeah, yeah the, al- was... the almost Canada shows. The almost Canada shows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rod Trodgard in Buffalo, New York. The Niagara Championship Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going over there. I'm going over to Falls in a Rotron guard. <laughs> You're going over the falls in a bomb that has a boat on it. Yes. <laughs> it's not when somebody says you're trying too hard. You're trying. You're trying. You're trying, Tron Guard. You're trying, You're trying, Tron Guard. <laughs> I knew what Chad was going at. <laughs> It's something you say in a, in, a, in a street basketball pickup game. Come on, try and guard me. <laughs> you say try and guard me? No. Yeah. I said try and guard me. Guard me. <laughs> he looks like if J.J. Dillon was a crackhead. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like JJ Dillon's outside the Circle K asking for a dollar. <laughs> JJ Dijon. <laughs> that, that's what we need. We need, we need to book our own federation, Hambone Championship Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> JJ Dijon is a top guy. Um, Colonel, instead of Colonel Mustafa, it's Colonel Mustard. <laughs> If you look, if you look him up on Google, Jesus, what? it says on one of the Twitter things, "I'm Rod Trongard, and I just shoplifted sausage and cheese." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> there's probably a, a shoe. There's a fake Ron Trongard <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> and he's shoplifting sausage and cheese. <laughs> I, s- I swear I'm screenshotting it so I can send it in the group chat when we finish with this. I'm Rod Trongard, and I shoplifted sausage and cheese. <laughs> he sucked at commentary so bad they wouldn't even pay him. <laughs> they they're, like, even remembers. they're like, get your sausage and cheese the real Chicago way, Tron Guard. He's, he's like, Pepperidge Farm remembers when I stole their sausage and cheese. <laughs> at least he, tra- at least he didn't get. Oh he my get <laughs> At least he wasn't trying to steal Scrapple. I'll never be allowed in that food line. He'd bring again. that Scrapple back, wouldn't he? <laughs> steal it and then bring it back. Take your Scrapple back. I'm Ron Trogard, and I stole apples and scrapples. <laughs> it's like trying to compare apples to scrapples. <laughs> oh, shit. Aaron, you're next. Uh, dude, we could do this for another two hours. <laughs> like, after, after, the list was, after the list is done, we... We got 75 honorable <laughs> mentions. 
I, I swear to God, I could not. I, I tore my wrestling room apart today trying to find my, my book of jobbers. And and I had no idea. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it used to be one of them things where there's certain things in my collection that if you ask me to go find it, I could find it immediately. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know I know where exactly where it's at because I, I keep certain things, you know, and where I know where I, I you know, where I put certain things at, where right. I ain't got to dig too deep for them. And I had this folder when I was a fucking kid that I used to write down all the jobbers' names. And it must have been seven. It was four columns on each page, front and back. And it must have been seven pages. And that's all I would do is just scour magazines and and look for, like, preliminary wrestler guys' names. And that, that was my, my childhood. <laughs> Israel Mata? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it was Israel Matea. And, and oh yes, Matea. I always get that one wrong too. Every time I mention him, I say Mata for some reason. And you're right, it's Matea. Oh, I could I could list I could list jobbers um, all day long, and I I could give you seven of Mike Boyette's names. <laughs> Jesus, Aaron, your next induction. Um, my next induction. It's it's. Not comedic. Is this your last induction? This is the yes. serious one. Okay. This is the I, I try to um every year induct somebody that's just like a complete fucking scumbag. Like I think I've put I think I put Buck Zumhoff in, yep. correct? Mm-hmm. Um yep. I think I, I think I put Grizz did I put Grizzly Smith in there? Yep. Yep. And uh just a couple other people. <clears throat> so this is this is this is the scumbag wing of the Hall of Shame. <laughs> it is Hard Body Harrison. Oh. Oof! Uh, isn't he an AEW? Uh, the, 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 no. Yeah, give me a minute. <laughs> give me a minute. <laughs> this is where Chad and I are kind of like on the same wavelength. But give me a minute. All right. This is the induction for Hard Body Harrison. This fucking scumbag started his career in 1995 after being trained in the power plant. Um, while he accomplished nothing in his entire worthless career as a wrestler, his criminal activity and downright scumbaggery is where this fuckwad shined. Let me turn my page. Good Lord. Um, after his career, this is where he shined. In 2004, he had three counts of false imprisonment put upon him. And then in 2005, he had nine counts of false imprisonment and then nine counts of sex trafficking. Yeah, but isn't isn't false imprisonment, isn't that like you're innocent? Well, no, like like he was falsely imprisoning people. (laughs) Yeah, so he wasn't. It was false. Shouldn't sure. it be called truthfully imprisonment? <laughs> I'm just saying what the law says. Um, Throw the book at him. Uh, uh, <laughs> like, like literally. He couldn't read it. <laughs> Throw any book at him. <laughs> A picture book. <laughs> he would have to be able to read it. <laughs> He'd just throw a book at him and be like, if you can read this, sir, you can you can go home. But after he was caught after he was caught imprisoning these women, this is what he stated. 
He stated the women lived in his house and barn on their own free will and were training to become professional wrestlers. This training, which he called, and I made this up, this training, which he called the way of the hard body, involved these women's doing household chores, rigid training, and exercises, as well as following his commandments. They also had to have sex on demand with hard body and compete in sex orgies with up to eight men at a time. If any of these women broke his commandments or failed to complete their chores, they had to pay him back the money that they gave that he gave them. So, if I didn't know that she was alive at the time, I would think that hard body was uh, Mula reincarnated. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Harrison was sentenced to life in prison on um, April 1st, 2008 and it is rumored that is it, that if he is ever released, Tony Khan is going to offer him a contract with AEW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tony, Tony's like, would you like to add to my shit show? <laughs> And um, inducting hard body Harrison into the Hall of Shame is R. Kelly. <laughs> Nobody has anything that hard. That's Harrison. a cellmate, isn't it? <laughs> I don't see nothing wrong with hard body Harrison's actions. They're going half on a baby. <laughs> <laughs> hard body hammers Hammerson. Hard body Hammerstone. <laughs> but nah, man. Like, like I said, I didn't want to. I didn't want to end mine that way, but I did. He's a fucking scumbag. And if anybody wants to do more research into fucking hard body Harris, you can see how fucking shitty this fucking human being was. Like, <laughs> good lord. Like I, I just kind of gave like the cliff notes on this guy's fucking life, but as a whole, he is just a fucking creedin' man. He's fucking terrible. It's a horrible fucking person, and that's why I'm putting him in the uh, Grizzly Smith wing of the <laughs> Hall of Shame. So we really only have one more left. This is it. Drum roll, please. <laughs> I think Chad, you have two left. You said you had five, right? Yeah. Like his st his statue isn't bronze; it's like aluminum. <laughs> it's like an aluminum fucking foil. statue. Of, there's a foil statue of Hard Body Harrison, all crinkled up, like when you get your leftovers in the in the in the Swan. Yeah, and he's the guy that. Um, Said that he wanted to be Stang. <laughs> well, he was partly. You right. thought he that stank. was a good idea, though, Aaron. He stank. <laughs> <laughs> Black Stang. That's who, that's who Ole Anderson was talking. Was that Ole Anderson or that was Rick Steiner that used to say Stank? Remember with the Black Scorpion? <laughs> stank. <laughs> He really, he was really talking about hard body Harrison. Imagine if that would have been the Black Scorpion. That'd have been controversial. Now, I would have popped.
That was my last inductee. It was fucking. <laughs> now I can't get it out of my head. Shit, hard body Harrison. I can't get it out of my head. Mate. <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, there he is. Mate's back. Do you remember? Um. All right, Chad, you're next. All right. Well, as soon as an airplane flies over, <laughs> we're inducting the airplane. Into the Hall of Shame. Is this the plane ride for hail induction? <laughs> it's 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 them taking hard body Harrison to the to the penitentiary. He's on kind <laughs> air. Um, I'm next. Yes, I, sir. Well, I'm gonna flip flop my number two and number and number one, um, because I mean, for, there's a, a you'll know the reason why I'm flip flopping them. But you remember a guy named Mike Miller? Yeah, in Portland, mm-hmm. he was pretty bad. I had him. Yes, sir. Yeah, that one. I that one. It's obscure, but I do know that one, Mike Miller. But he kind of got a, he kind of got a push in Portland. But that was um, if I could steal one of Aaron's <laughs> Aaron's phrases, like putting a hat on a hat. <laughs> he, he was a star in Portland. Okay. <laughs> So it was Art Bar and, and Billy Donovan. Jack <laughs> and Buddy Rose, Jesus, <laughs> and Matt Bourne. <laughs> well, we got all your honorable mentions out the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike Miller was bad. Buddy Rose was only ever, I don't know, I don't want to say he was only ever good in Portland because him and him and Doug Summers were a good tag team. But if I'm going to watch Buddy Rose, it's going to be his stuff in Portland. You know, that's where he shined. Well, I'll give Buddy Rose this. He, he didn't get he didn't get the three match run with Backlund at the Garden, but he got two. <laughs> yeah. So at least they had they had some sort of an idea for him. You know, he got he got like the first match was a DQ, and then they had the lumberjack match blow off. Right. They didn't even like they didn't even do the three matches. You know, it was just boom, it, you're done. Yeah, Vince Senior was like moving on. <laughs> um, was am I am I wrong that Mike Mike Miller? He, I think he wound up in USWA in '93, didn't he? Oh, when, when all the guys in Portland did. Yeah, because he teamed with, like, Brian Christopher and all that shit. Like, that's 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 how I remember him, but I'm obviously younger than you. Um, yeah, they brought they brought him in when they brought in the guys like um, Bart Sawyer. Yeah. Like, they would all ride together. They, they all came as, you know, one – they all drove in one car. Fucking the, the worst car drives ever. Because you're telling old Portland stories. Yeah, like a leather hat. If I remember that guy, he was the guy Christopher, and he had like a fucking leather hat. Yeah, he stole Austin Idol's hat. (laughs) He he had that shitty mustache. He stole Paul Jones' mustache. It wasn't even a Paul Jones mustache. It wasn't even a Paul Jones mustache. Nate, we've talked. I'm just entertaining myself. I'm sorry. We've talked about this. Paul Jones had a fantastic mustache. Mike that Miller. was the only thing that Paul Jones had that was fantastic. All right. I was saying Mike Miller had a pedophile mustache. That's what I was going to say. 
<laughs> Archie. Yeah. You you uh you know John Hoffert? Yeah. He looks like a heavier set John Hoffert. <laughs> Blue Traveler? No, oh, no. Not John Hopper. <laughs> no, not John Hopper. John Hopper. How, how could there ever be a heavier set John Popper? Right. What did I miss? <laughs> fuck, I Aaron. Picked a bad uh, time to fuck. I watch. I watch John Popper. John Popper might be the biggest like uh, miracle in the history of the world because he can play that fucking harmonica looking like he does. Oh shit! I'm surprised he hasn't lost his foot. Um, <laughs> he, he, he was he was always sweating like Archie Mitchell. Archie Mitchell and David Warner and the Roselli sisters playing fine. Wow, that was a, that was a joke that went over my head. You don't know who okay. the sisters are? No. The Bobby Heenan show. Bobby Heenan's fat. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! The Wall Girls. Okay, <laughs> one of your rats. <laughs> They're not rats. They're rodents. Hey, you got to have rat bait for every every type of fan. <laughs> yeah, the Rosati sisters weren't rats. They were rodents. <laughs> Possums. <laughs> he walks to the ring like if he was like, in Japan. Got six nipples. I know if it. He, if he was in Japan, they wouldn't throw streamers. They would spray raid at him. <laughs> He's your oh, cheese whiz. <laughs> he had the silly string of cheese whiz. <laughs> Get crazy with the cheese whiz. Thank you, Beth. <coughs> All right. Mark Brew. Well, I'm going to end mine kind of on a, uh, a similar note to Aaron. <clears throat> but... My next induction is, drum roll please, James Ellsworth. That's Chad. Oh, come on. It's Chad's <laughs> friend. <laughs> like now you're hitting that. Now you're hitting close to home over here. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know his whole stick was, you know, two mans with with hands got a fighting chance. But if you send my 16 year old daughter nude pictures, you have no chance. <laughs> that's when the Vince McMahon music cues and there's like a shotgun involved and things of that nature no chance but that's I mean I mean, just in my opinion though as far as his in ring work he should have never been anywhere near the fucking ring like he shouldn't even been on the ring crew shouldn't have been near Carmella it, he's just shitty all around but I can't I can't believe this is a shoot too I can't believe that he made enough money, like working for the WWE, that <clears throat> he bought a nice house, got a, a pretty a pretty decent looking wife, and he runs his own. He runs one of the, one of the, the the other successful companies in Maryland. Like he's he's somewhat of a big deal here around here, <laughs> and I'm just like it's fucking Jimmy Jimmy Dream. He used to be in this tag team called Pretty Ugly. And he, <laughs> he got yeah. that part now, Pat. That was a yep. shoot. But he was um it was he was the pretty part. Hmm. He was he was pretty it was pretty Jimmy Dream and the other guy was this other fat fucking slob named uh Silky Boom Boom. <laughs> I can't even remember what his name was, but they were they were called Pretty Ugly. Was it? 
Adam something or other, but <laughs> he was the pretty part, and that is where they get the saying, "Beauty is in the eye of the beholder." Yeah, it said the blind man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mitchell. Every time I well, say that, I every time I, I, I love that, how I, I said James Ellsworth and and Chad's the only other person that had anything to say. <laughs> I have none to say. Every time. Every time on the show, I go, okay, Mitchell, I always think of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yep, Mitchell. me too. Me too. <laughs> I popped uh, Aaron when I said that, though, because he's like, that's Chad's friend. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I love the seal clap. Er, 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 that's Chad's friend. <laughs> I, think he was, I think he was at my wedding. Oh. <laughs> he was the ring bearer, wasn't he? Well, he 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 uh he put up the ring. Oh, no, he was a flower girl. He was a flower girl. <laughs> That's who we did the ring rental from. <laughs> because I, I don't, I didn't buy Jessica's ring. I rented it from James Ellsworth. <laughs> <laughs> Rocco rocks dead, so you got to rent the ring yeah. from Ellsworth. <laughs> Two hours after the shit was over, he took it back. <laughs> <laughs> That's who Rocco left the box truck too. <laughs> I gotta get that ring back, man. I can't afford to take this on the chin. Oh, hell's <laughs> oh, oh my god, Aaron. Uh, all right. My What's last inductee. Um, I'm gonna require like about a minute and a half rant. I apologize in advance, but it has to be done. It's got to be bad. Dude. My my final inductee has to be the worst booker in all of wrestling and Oof. is allowing his wrestlers to run his company for him. My last inductee is none other than Tony Khan. This dumb fuck with his curly hair and stupid looks at the camera sits there and allows his champion to shit all over his company and then allows them to get into a backlot lot brawl. You understand, because the rest of his company that he named EVPs, other wrestlers EVPs, decided to go have a brawl with their world heavyweight champion. And, and his and only you... way to fix it was to suspend them and strip the titles and start another tournament for it. And chug a fucking bottle of Perrier. Okay, you brought it right. up. And so <laughs> right. I'm going to, you brought fucking brought it up. Tony Khan is the, the, the most wealthy money mark in the history of wrestling. Right. And that that fucking what do they call it? Scrum. I hate that fucking word. Yeah, that what the scrum, fuck? You're not the UFC, man. That scrum wrestling proved the whole thing. He sat there like a bitch. Let CM Punk shit on. CM Punk's the most toxic motherfucker, without that, a doubt. It, he and he's a great wrestler. I will never deny that he's a great wrestler because he is. He's a great wrestler. He's a great person. He is, he is a toxic fucking human being. And, and, and everywhere he goes, something negative happens, yet it's always somebody else's fault. Right. Because he's, he's, a, he's a whiny-ass bitch, and Tony looks like a fucking idiot. Like a pure idiot, like a puppet who's like sitting there idiot. waiting for Punk to wait for him to talk. And, you know? and I hate Kenny Omega. He's, 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 he's a goof. But this is right. one of the few times, and, and, and I said it, and, and it was a miracle, where I side that? with where I side with him. <laughs> right. Hell froze over. And those other two dopes. Because how what what kind of a professional 
And Chad, you've been a performer, you've been a promoter, but what kind of a professional would sit there and let some guy shit on his company? And he did it on purpose because that reporter never asked him about Colt Cabana. Well, no, there are reports that before they went on the air for the scrum, the reporter asked him, are you planning on talking about Colt Cabana? And that's okay. But, see, but in that situation, problem. in that situation, that promoter didn't ask CM Punk about Colt Cabana. Right. CM Punk did that to stir shit because he's fucking toxic. This is where my problem comes in with this. You decided to go on a podcast and shit talk a doctor that works for the WWE. You got, you got sued, sued, you and your best friend. You brought it you on yourself. Your best friend, I'm going to cover the legal fees since you're broke and not working right now. But then and when he didn't thank you and bend over for you and say, please, punk, fuck me now because you spent all your money <laughs> to get me out of prison where you were going to put me, you decided you were pissed off and decided to actually throw <coughs> the money that you, you paid out so and, that he in turn sued you. And if he wouldn't have went on the podcast and slandered the doctor, he never would have got sued. Right. Right. But it's always somebody else's fault. Right. <laughs> if he just learned to keep his fucking mouth shut. Right. But then it wouldn't be then he wouldn't be punk. <laughs> okay. But, but and I understand what you're punk. saying, Chad. I totally get what you're saying, right, Chad. Right, I agree. But he is a toxic person. He brings he brings he 90% the whole of company. it. Everywhere he goes, there's a stench that follows him, but he's the one that causes it. Obviously, because it goes everywhere he goes. And yeah, I know we were talking company. I know we were yeah. talking about Tony, but and you're right about Tony. It's Tony's too. fault. It's Can Tony's I, fault, though. Nate, and I, I, saw, I saw that media scrum, man, and I gotta say, if I was Tony Khan, you know, he had a he had a microphone too. Yeah, right. Nate, Nate and I talked about this, and and, and um. I had to work like all fucking weekend because it was Labor Day weekend and I'm a fucking Walmart manager. So I had to fucking work. So I, I, I didn't get to watch it. And I watched it the other day, like right before Nate and I recorded my show and I watched it. And my thing was what punk was saying wasn't wrong. Okay. Some of it. Some of it. Like, I, I don't know him and Colt Cabana's legal shit. I'll say that watching that promotion, what I'll say, he wasn't wrong in what he was saying in that situation. My thing with what Punk did was that was the wrong time to do that. Right. Like if you're doing that thing with those journalists around you, you put over your company. You put over your boss, and then you fucking walk away. Yeah, because they just put you over for the fucking title. And when somebody asks you a negative question, you say no comment. And you just say, I'm here to to talk about the show that we just did and the guy that I just put over or put over me. I want to reiterate, nobody asked that motherfucker that question. Right. That's the most important thing in the whole conversation. Nobody, he said, hey, you know Coke Cabana, right? He wanted and, and, to do and, what he and, did. And what I'm going to say is, the well, I'll talk about this, is because Archie didn't put Punk in. He put Tony Khan in. So what I'll say about Tony Khan is this. 
Tony Khan sat there while a guy shit all over him and his yeah, entire all over his company. company. Yep. While drinking seltzer water and eating, <laughs> in the and eating a cake. And then even had the nerve to promote the cake store. This is Mindy's, by the way. Greatest place in he, Chicago. Like, really, he, fucker? He ate fucking brownies and shit all over that guy. Yep. <laughs> he was and, eating and, while and, he and, got and, a steam and Charlie. And oh, oh how about this? Real quick before I forget, on a side note, my buddy went to um, All Out. He took mm-hmm. his son there, and he actually went to Mindy's. Because I texted him about it. I said, did you, go to, did you go to that Mindy's bakery? He goes, hell yeah, we did. <laughs> And he said it was pretty goddamn good. <laughs> I have no doubt. But well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if and I told Nate this, everything you want to say bad about Vince McMahon, okay? If that would, it, it, or even Eric Bischoff, okay? Even put Eric Bischoff in there. Right. If if a Vince McMahon or an Eric Bischoff or even now Hunter would have been sitting by definitely Hunter. Sitting by a guy that we're putting our money into, we're paying you a lot of fucking right. money, and we're strapping a fucking rocket to you, sat there in front of that fucking media crowd and was shitting on my company, would have knocked that fucking microphone down and been like, this is fucking over. And, and I'm going right. to say this, I'm going to say this, Aaron, don't cut me but, off. But Tony Khan sat there. And fucking took it and did nothing about it because he's over his fucking depth. And Aaron, don't cut me off when I say this, because I want to make a quick point. You brought up Hunter. We're talking about Tony. And this is where Tony, like I said, is the he's he's essentially just the wealthiest money mark in the history of wrestling. The the reason that that would never happen to Hunter. Is because the person sitting next to Hunter would wouldn't respect have the balls Hunter. to do it. Wouldn't have the balls to do it. Well, and they'd respect him. That CM Punk obviously doesn't respect Tony Khan. He's just taking his money. That I mean, that's obvious from what happened. And if I'm wrong, Chad, you can tell me I'm wrong. But obviously, I mean, if if I go out there and sit next to my boss and then shit all over my boss and his company and everything, obviously. I don't respect my boss. I think my boss is a fucking idiot. <laughs> and, and yeah, I, I mean that's pretty much that's pretty much it. <laughs> and I posted a couple things saying that I, I would fire CM Punk. Like that motherfucker would have been fired before he got off that microphone. Like, yeah, like, but there I, there's reasons why you you can't fire him. I know. I understand. I'm that. sure there's. I'm sure there's contractual reasons. I mean, I no, I can't. I understand I can't, that, but I, but I can't I will, say that you can't fire him. But I mean, he's got to have a little bit of, you know, more leeway, you know? Yeah. But my thing is like it, like I'm, I'm a boss. I'm a manager. If somebody would have done that to me, if I can't fire the guy because he's got a fucking contract, I would have been like, well, you're going to fucking sit at home and I'm not going to do anything with you. And like, like, and people are like, oh, why would you fire a punk? Why would you do this? Why would you do that? I'd be like, if you're so fucking unhappy and you don't want to be here, then you're not going to fucking be here. Go home. Like, like, does, does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like if you does. don't want to be in this environment, that's fine. 
I'm going to help you by removing you from that fucking environment. Vince did it. Vince did it. Vince did it with Brett. He said, I will help you get a contract with WCW. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, he, he literally did that. I would have had him do a job to James Ellsworth. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and, and, and I'm sure you guys didn't see it yet because I posted it like right before we got onto the show. But I said the exact punishments that I would give to everybody involved in this. I'd fire CM Punk. Okay. I'd take Kenny Omega's executive vice president title away from him. And then guess what I'd tell him? I'd be like, guess what, Kenny? I'm going to remove you from the video game. Oh, that would break his heart. <laughs> that would break his fucking heart. He's the undownloadable content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, you, I'm taking you out of the video game, Kenny Omega, and I'm taking you away your EVP status. And then Young Bucks, I'm taking your EVP, EVP status away from you. And you're going to fucking put over uh, FTR in 27 seconds on Dynamite. <laughs> wow. Which they should have done anyway. Yeah. And make them all do that. Jesus Christ. Have, have, just, just bring in James Ellsworth for them all. Well, apparently, apparently Tony Khan... Use some of his money to cut Archie's cable because he has a blackout right now. He so shut he his whole fucking his... city down. Yes, but um, I'll do my final induction and then Chad. I know you have a fifth, and we'll end with yours. But speaking of promoters, Chad my final. What? Chad drank a fifth. No, I said he has a fifth. <laughs> yeah. um, Not anymore. <laughs> He's just getting started. A touche. Um, but my my last induction this year is old Vince, and I say that because I am um, I'm a child of the '80s. I was born in '78. I'm a child of the '80s. I di- I literally discovered a discovered territorial wrestling in, in in my teens, early twenties. So for me, you know what I watched was the WWF in the 80s and and 90s, and I loved it. So for me, what Vince McMahon promoted in that time period is is what I love, or some of what I love. Anyway, it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's it's dear to my heart. But the past 15 years, old Vince, (laughs) and that's what we call him here, there are two different Vince McMahons. There is there is young Vince and there is old Vince. And I want to induct old Vince for doing things like creating the quote-unquote WWE universe and sanitizing the programming and, 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 and taking wrestling out of the equation and just all the things that Vince did in his later years that thank God he's out now. Um, but I want to induct old Vince into the Hall of Shame. With that stupid that that coat that he wore <laughs> when he when he was standing next to fr, the fr, uh, Frono San Martino, or shows up with a fucking Fabergé egg. I'm talking more like I'm talking more like the the million dollar winner Vince McMahon or the I don't know the Vince McMahon that now talks like this just. 
just all the things that have happened in the past 10 to 15 years under his, under his insanity, just his insanity. Cause we were, we were literally watching. It was funny when, when Hunter and I know Hunter was doing it to be respectful. And I know Vince probably didn't even say it uh, when they did the media call or whatever with Hunter a couple of weeks ago or last week. And he said, well, when we transitioned power, Vince told me, book it like a fan. Book it like a, you're a fan. And I'm thinking in my head, Vince didn't say that. Because Vince hasn't booked it like he was a fan in 15 fucking years. He, he was never a fan. The fuck he wanted to do. <laughs> Vince was a fan of money. Yeah, yeah. But he did a good job at it. And I know you might disagree with me, Chad. But he did a good job at it for me as a fan. Until probably... I don't know, at least maybe like 2010. Like I was, I was into it. I was cool with it. But man, after that, it just goes so downhill. And it's just this one man, you know, we're booking for one man and there's this team of writers and, and everything is catchphrases and corporate and, and sanitary and it's not wrestling. And um, so that's why I induct old Vince into the We hey, Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame. Is he inducted by Listerine so we can get that fucking taste out of our mouth? He is inducted <laughs> by either Bruce Pritchard or Bill Dunn. Mean Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn, not Bill Dunn. <laughs> Buddy Ron Dell. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, I, I tell you one thing I should have done at my wedding that I, I regret, but um, because you know it, it was my wedding kind of thing. So when, when I came out, when I came out, they played Ric Flair's music. That was mm-hmm. my, you know, my walking out to the, to, for the, you know, the, the bridal party kind of, you know what I mean? How they right. do that deal. And it really should have been no chance. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine? Because half the people that were there were Jessica's, more, more than half were her friends. So who don't even watch wrestling. Could you just imagine them listening to the, like me coming out? You got no chance in hell. She says, I don't. And you're like, it's a work. <laughs> because at one point, then, I did then you have a media, and then you have a media scrum and she shits all over your marriage. Yeah. yeah. She, she blames it on Tony Khan. <laughs> and then somebody's just like, and then somebody's just like, blames it on she blames it on Colt Cabana and Kenny Omega. <laughs> and then she, then she makes, then she bitched about how it was catered by Mindy's. <laughs> All I got were these muffins and brownies. Yeah. And some sparkling water. <laughs> oh, that's sad. That that media scrum was sad. <laughs> what were you going to say, though, Aaron? Like, Nate called him Old Vince, and that's yes, fine. because there's two Vinces to me. There's, there's I know. The I, I, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not call him Old Vince. What I call it is... Post Cena Vince, you know what I mean? Like Cena was the last thing, and and I know people hate on John Cena or whatever. <laughs> that I sounds don't. like a real condition. I don't. I, I I know people hate on John Cena, and 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 this might sound whatever, but Cena was the last thing that Vince got that worked. You know what I mean? I think I and, and I'm going to give a little de- a little credit to the devil I think that Vince saw what Roman could be and he wasn't wrong about him but yes I will agree with you that that Cena's his last like great 
creation, I guess. Yeah, like like this is the dude. And I'm not gonna say he was wrong about Roman. Roman's great. Yeah, I almost don't even give Vince credit at all for any of the Cena stuff. If any if anybody, I give it more to Stephanie. Because wasn't it Stephanie who's the one that said that that he rapped to her? And then she's the one that suggested. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, but and I understand that, but he would like what I'm trying to say with the Cena thing was that she was like, hey, dad, this guy's fucking good. And he was able to accept that and 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 go with it. But all these other people, like he didn't see the forest for the trees, you know, like he tried uh, like they were like, oh, Roman's great. Roman is great. But he tried to like be like Roman's a face, and all these other people were like, "This guy should be a fucking heel," and he was like, "No, he's a face." You know, you, you get yeah. what I'm saying on that. And I think, I think, in, I think in, in in old Vince's mind, he was stuck in the Hogan era. Well, no, he was stuck in the Rock era. Like, okay, he can be a good face, but let's let's, or he can be a good heel, but let's make him a face first. You know, because that's, yeah, like, that's that kind of what happened with that's kind of what happened with Rocky. Yeah, but was Rock was Rock the beginning of the new formula? Oh, how definitely. They, how yeah, that definitely. worked? That's when they changed the infamil. Yeah, they, they just like, you know, <laughs> instead of bringing the guy in and giving him vignettes and trying to put him over and stuff like that, we'll just, we'll, we'll just, we'll make him so that people shit on him. <laughs> and then, then they'll shit on him to the point where they like him. That's how a lot of guys get over. Or shit on him to the point where his gimmick turns bitter, and now he's this shit talking but charismatic motherfucker. Yeah, it's just like um, I don't know what the question ex- I don't know what the question exactly was, um, but there was a question on Cornette's podcast, I believe. Um, no, it was McAdams' podcast um, in '87. If Jerry Lawler goes to Jim Crockett, do you bring him in as a baby face or a heel? And they heel. said, you bring him in as a heel, and then he'll turn baby face. But you have to bring him in as a heel, because then people will like him, because they start to like him as a heel. Yeah, you, you, you team him up with Dusty, and then he turns on Dusty. Isn't that isn't that the formula? Yeah, especially for Crockett. <laughs> Dusty's like, oh, Jerry Lawler's coming in, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so we've inducted old Vince into the Hall of Shame, and Chad, I know you have one more than we all did. So, who is your fifth and final inductee? Um, well, probably one of the biggest pieces of garbage in the pro wrestling business. Um, and, and he goes all the way back to Vince in the early, in the early days, Vince senior days. Then he, then he, then he stunk himself out of that fucking position to where he started. He started thinking up other countries and territories. And my, my last inductee goes to, um, Victor Kionis. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it had to be a crap. It had to be a really crappy one. <laughs> Just a a shit, a, like a shit. A, Punk could have been talking about him. 
<laughs> Gorilla Monsoon's illegitimate child. Victor Kiona's? Yep. That's not his illegitimate. They were the same age. <laughs> Victor Kiona's was Gorilla Monsoon's kid. There's no way it was, that's true. And don't even tell me Wikipedia because I had three had three different birth dates. You're talking about the Puerto Rican perform or promoter, right? Yeah, yeah, that was Gorilla Monsoon's kid. Boy, that Gorilla Monsoon man, he's got some terrible shitty genes. That's not gonna come out in the wash. <laughs> no, <laughs> always understood that that was Gorilla Monsoon's actual child. Boy, I don't know, but I got I got to do some homework on that. But it ain't gonna be tonight. <laughs> I, I just looked in the refrigerator and and uh, somebody forgot to go to the liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 somehow I got to make nine beers last till tomorrow at about six o'clock p.m. Good luck, brother. Good luck. Well, I don't know how I'm going to get through this job interview tomorrow. Because it's it's I'll a never get it sober. It's a virtual it's a virtual job interview, and it's, there's going to be all, like all the beer cans are behind me. <laughs> I'm prepared. And well, I mean, uh, other than other than I mean, who who is like I don't know. I guess I can't think of a bigger piece of crap than uh than Victor as far as like even when even when he worked. When they brought all the wing guys in from Japan for ECW. And I even got a picture with them in the hallway. And this is kind of like when I first started hearing them things about him and stuff. And he kind of like insisted on putting his an arm around me. Like in the picture. <laughs> you know? I'm like, no, I can just stand here. He reaches that over. Was going somewhere else. Reaches <laughs> over for <laughs> reaches over for the nipple. Yeah. Who knows what he was doing? I, I once once he tried to like put his he he uh, um he stopped short. <laughs> he stopped short. It says he helped Takamishinoku come to the United States in nineteen ninety seven. I'm sure he helped, <laughs> he helped my Takamishinoku come in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> it's vertical over here. The name yeah, of this episode. The name of this episode will be Taka gets a hand job. <laughs> well, I mean, why do you think he? I, I mean, th seriously, why do you think he left um, America and, and went back to Puerto Rico? It had to have been legal reasons. Because he, he had what? He had at least ten years working for Vince, right? Yeah. And then he did, you know, he did the ECW stuff, and he had he had all his, his hands and all his other stuff. And then all of a sudden, these these stories started coming out. And he's like, you know what? It's time for me to go back to Puerto Rico, where this shit's kind of legal. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they call it in Puerto Rico. It's kind of legal. <laughs> and Rob Feinstein was like, "Can I be your carry-on bag?" <laughs> he wants to be his lawyer. <laughs> Rob Feinstein. <laughs> He's like, just put me up in the in the overhead compartment. <laughs> I just love how you call him Rob Feinstein. <laughs> he should be on this list. <laughs> why, why not put all, 
all RF video on this fucking list. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to be friends with them goofs. And I'm sorry, that's an insult to goofs. Because <laughs> they were did, some, like, because at the time, I didn't know they were crappy human beings. Where did Feinstein get all this money? Tapes. He was the only guy in town, man. Like, in, in that time period, he was the only game in town that he had deals with everybody. He Like, he figured that, you know, he's a Jew anyway. He, did he get? Did he get? Did he get his like start with Pauly? With tapes? Yeah. No, he because he used to sell even before ECW was anything. When, when Chad when, helped him. <laughs> what did I do to him? <laughs> don't, you can, I think our Mark was saying you canonized him. I don't know what that don't, means. Don't 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 start accusing me of doing stuff with Rob Feinstein. <laughs> Uh, um, it, it's Feinstein. He's got all this insider knowledge. I bet he does. <laughs> he's got inside him knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that time where I caught fucking Doug, his right hand man, giving a left hand job to that, to that little. Um, to, I think it was Michael. Michael knocking knocking the fuck off. I don't know who it was. <laughs> When you when you when you said that little, I thought the the WCW midget. I'm like, what the fuck is? We've come full circle. Rob Feinstein's jerking off Cheatham. <laughs> Jesus. Do I just remember? Now? I just remember being at that at, at Doom that convention. Pow! <laughs> I was at that. I was at a convention or something, and then somebody somebody was like. I think I was talking to Rob, but this is be, be, before all that shit happened, and and I was like talking to Rob because he, of course, he had a he had a a, a table set up. I was going to say a booth, but that could have been a different for a different story. Um, <laughs> Walk behind the curtain, <laughs> and, and the Rob Feinstein glory hole. And uh, I just remember me asking about Doug because Doug was my buddy, like that time period because I used to we used to like the same kind of wrestling, the same kind of mm-hmm. bad wrestling and stuff. And he would make me these bad tapes. And we were at a convention and I and I remember asking about him. Like, hey, where's Doug? And and somebody it could have been dumb Lou D'Angelo. And he's like, he's up in his room. And I was like, well take me up there. And I when I walked into the hotel room and I saw him in bed with some fucking little Puerto Rican dude. And, and, and they pulled Pablo they, Marquez makes an appearance. And Pablo Marquez probably wasn't even born then. Max Mini. <laughs> Max Mini. Maybe that's where he came from. Pablo Marquez was a love child of of uh, Doug and whatever Mexican guy he had in bed with him. You fucking Ubuntude Guerrera. <laughs> oh. Lose the tooth, Guerrero is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> is he even still wrestling anymore? Or is he allowed to? He was on AEW not long ago. He like, was on what? Yeah, like in the last six months, I believe. He was on AEW. Chad yeah. asked if he was still wrestling. Well, I mean, if in the last, Hooven dude, yeah. If he's... Was he AEW, I watch AEW probably more. I probably watch it. Then how more. the fuck did you miss that? And I imagine it. imagine Hoovy at a scrum. 
<laughs> I'm the juice. Yeah, and instead of them bringing out them little drinks that Punk was doing, they kept bringing out little boys. <laughs> <laughs> and they would all just sit on his lap for a little while, and then he would get up. Bunch of instead, Marcos instead, instead of the bakery, he's like, visit Rob Feinstein. <laughs> Rob yeah. Feinstein's bagel boys. <laughs> Is that kosher? I don't know. Bring a me Marco stunt. <laughs> Bring me jungle boy. Yeah. What happened to Marco stunk? Marco stunk. Oh, <laughs> yes, you hit that, that one on the head. <laughs> what, what happened to him? Did he get too old? It, it wasn't illegal to diddle him anymore. God. Apparently, do we, no, do we have no more people to beat up on? Apparently, Uventud Guerrera anally raped Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy. Okay, I was wrong. It was 2021, but he had a match with Chris Jericho on Dynamite. Oh, that had to have been a favor for of Jericho or something. <laughs> I mean, because Jericho, like, you know, being having the Mexico thing and, you know, well, hence this conversation. Favors were done. I mean, I'm not saying it was Chris Jericho's greatest idea. Because <laughs> maybe Jericho didn't know about all that stuff. Maybe he just thought he had a good match with Hoovy. And and then all of a sudden, after the match was over, somebody goes, you do have the internet, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and Jericho being a busy man and all, doing all his his lame stuff. Search this ep- episode of To Catch a Predator, Juarez. <laughs> <laughs> hey, could you imagine if Marco's stunt was the um was the decoy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you you want some cookies? You brought your mask. That fucking that fucking Chris Chris Hansen guy walks in the kitchen. Uh, what were you planning on doing? We weren't just going to wrestle. <laughs> it was Michael Nakazawa. No, it, it's not Chris Hansen. It was, it's Stan it was Hansen. Just, it was just Stan Hansen. <laughs> no, even worse, it was Sweet Hansen. Stan Hansen. <laughs> Chad said Sweet Hansen. <laughs> it's not Sweet Hansen. It's Stan Hansen. Oh, shit. Dude. Um, I got a fat, I got a fat wife at home to support, <laughs> and you're out here diddling minors. <laughs> Stan Hansen. Stan <laughs> Hansen. Stan Hansen comes out. Okay, Stan Hansen <laughs> pops out of a closet. After has tried to rape Marco's stunt, <laughs> and Stan Hansen tells Uventu Guerrera, Sit down, let's read your email messages. Welcome, <laughs> Welcome to To Catch a Lariat. Yeah. Yeah. And then Uvi tries to run away, and Weed Hansen is dressed as a bush. <laughs> this is ludicrous. Listen, <laughs> while, while they're then, listening to Hansen, as they're listening to Hansen, <laughs> as, as Ubi, they, they must have been in Marco's bedroom. 
as as Uvi is listening to Stan Hansen telling him, "I've I've caught you trying to rape Marco Stunt." <laughs> Uvi tries to leave and run away, and then Sweet Hansen is dressed as a bush. What? He gets to the end of the fucking driveway and Swede just clotheslines him. <laughs> but Swede, he wasn't dressed as anything. He was just standing there. <laughs> like next to a bush. <laughs> and all the while in the background, it's going, oh, we, oh, we, oh, And before the scene cuts, Ron Simmons goes, damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, before the scene cuts, we just show Tony Khan chugging a bottle of sparkling water. Well, he's not going to say nothing. <laughs> well, that's that's where you got to introduce. Uh, you got to introduce a, a wrestler instead of a, a manager. He's a nambler, <laughs> and and he, his newest protege is Jungle Boy Love. Ugh. Stan Hansen to catch a predator. <laughs> hey, Stan Hansen. Stan Hansen's running over nude pictures of Marco Stunt. It wasn't. It wasn't the AWA belt. <laughs> <laughs> he had to get rid of them new pictures of Marco Stubbins. And Larry Zabisco's in the corner going, the human game of chess. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> going, and, then, yes. and then Vern Gagne just kills somebody. <laughs> but that wasn't even the lead story. <laughs> I could just see Stan Hansen and his pickup truck just backing up and running over nude pictures of Marco Stunt. <laughs> <laughs> and then he and then remember how he gave the belt back? Like and it was all beat up. He just took all the nude pictures and, 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 and thumbtacked them to a strap. And just gives them back to Bucks you off. He's like, hey. <laughs> And then everybody's like yelling. You know when somebody comes in and and they're they're making a, a debut and the guy goes, he doesn't work here. They they just brought in Buck Zumoff. In his fucking boom box. They give him the Ernest the Cat Miller treatment like everybody wants to know who the fuck it is. I bet you I bet you if you think about it, you probably know where he keeps all his fucking dirty pictures of all his boys at some in that second tape recorder thing in his boombox. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Stan Hansen to catch a predator. <laughs> Jesus. Juarez. <laughs> and he's he's he, and he's got like he's got like the suit on or like like the shirt on like Chris Hansen, but the one sleeve is cut off and he has the armed Lariat band on. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, going somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> and, he goes, and he's like, oh. <laughs> and he's got, to, he's got tobacco spilling out of his mouth. <laughs> where you think you're going, boy? Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know. Could you imagine the look on them on them predators' faces if, if they, they were going over? They were going over to meet a Feinstein, and then they walk in when they when, Hansen. When Feinstein says, "Hey, there's milk and cookies in the kitchen. Help yourself," and then he walks in there and there's Stan Hansen with a fucking spittoon. Yeah. 
and he was like, uh, "What are you doing?" He's like, "What are you doing?" And he goes, "Like nothing, sir." I thought oh. you said your parents were home. <laughs> I'm not related to this guy. I just don't like predators. <laughs> that's what that's what Stan Hansen needed to be doing, man. Is going out and find him a for- new gig. He's <laughs> just larian pet fucking pedophiles <laughs> working for child protective services <laughs> there there'd be a lot less of them probably <laughs> i mean you know imagine part imagine part of the the punishment is you know how back in the day when he talked about in wrestling when guys would have a problem they would just lock the two in a room <laughs> they lock him in a room with Stan Hansen <laughs> No furniture, nothing. And then all you just hear is like the the walls just beating. Just a lamp. Just you, a lamp, and Stan Hansen. (laughs) And then like 30 seconds later, there's a knock on the door and you open it up and Hansen's got the guy over his shoulder. (laughs) He's all bloody mess and mangled. Or fucking, no, he just leave him in there. He's like, yeah, I raped him. With the AWA belt. I don't know what a text message is, but it got him in trouble. <laughs> is that what he is that is that what he thinks? Um is that Mexican food? <laughs> he comes out with his cowbell covered in blood. <laughs> he goes to Taco Bell and orders a text message. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Dude, Stan Hansen on any of them shows, even on live PD. <laughs> like you know how, like when the guys, when the when the when the guys are are out there and they, they they see the guy and the guy takes off running and they start chasing after the guy, and you see a couple of the guys in blue running and all of a sudden you see a guy in chaps swinging a cowbell. <laughs> I'll get him! Boom! Yeah. Knocking him down. <laughs> As soon as the cops tackle him, it's just the boots. Stan Hansen's just giving him the boots and, and dropping elbows on him on the concrete. Dude, that would that would change people's pers- perspective of life. Tonight you're Bruno. Oh, everybody's Bruno. Oh, fucking goddamn. To catch, a a predator, to catch a predator with Stan Hansen. Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> well, <clears throat> it'd be a lot more brutal to catch a predator with Sweet Hansen. <laughs> I think we have accomplished this show being comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Hall of Shame to begin with. <laughs> And we've mentioned we've mentioned enough people that should be ashamed of themselves, <laughs> much less ashamed of their body of work. The Hall of Ashamed. <laughs> well, there you go. There's the name. There's the name of this episode. All right. So, Mark, any parting words for our listeners this week? <laughs> How do I follow that? You can't. You can't. But you can try. Just continue to listen to all, all the shows that's on the WrestleNet Radio Network. Um, and don't try to rate Marco Stunt. <laughs> <laughs> I think Hoovy or somebody has that market cornered. So 
We got to do a deep dive of where the hell is Marco Snot. <laughs> I want to know where I want to know where he's at now. You ever heard the Red Hot Chili Peppers song "Under the Bridge"? That's that's where Marco is right now. That's where his hand jobs. Are. He's undercover in some child sex ring. <laughs> <laughs> he's the guy they use on the Catch a Predator. <laughs> he's the plant. Yeah, he's the Marco. What did Jeffrey Epstein do to Marco Stunt? Well, I Aaron. Mean, <laughs> Any parting <laughs> words for our listeners this week? Um, just thanks for listening. And um, the end of the show was fucking ridiculous, but it was the <laughs> funniest goddamn thing we've done in two fucking weeks. And um, well, that long. Yeah. <laughs> And I really hope that we can um, make um, Stan Hansen's Professor Predator. A, <laughs> a national I, treasure. Let's make I, it a I national actually, treasure. I actually know a bunch of guys around here that are um they're like a comedic like it's a it's like a group of people of local comedies. And they do local sketches, like you know, little sketches and stuff. They put them up on YouTube and shit like that. I gotta, I gotta go to one of their meetings and all because I've had them on some of my old, other shows, and I gotta explain to them about this. <laughs> and I, I gotta show them Stan Hansen stuff. And I got, dude, you got, you guys got to recreate this somehow. We're gonna see a HBO special down the road, and it's gonna have this shit on. We do what? This is our shit. <laughs> Oh, dude! Don't think, don't don't it, think that people don't steal from us anyway. In my fucking mind, I am just imagining Stan Hansen fucking lairding fucking pedophiles, and it's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, you know, like you know how they walk when, when they walk outside when they, when when Chris Hansen says you're free to go. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. me. And, and they walk out and they take a look around and they don't see a police car. And they, they legitimately for a second think that they're free to go. It's just <laughs> an and then and then and behind hilarious. them they just behind them they just hear boom <laughs> <laughs> and the guy turns around to see what the noise was, and that's when Hanson just takes his head off. <laughs> he takes his head off, dude. That'd be fucking great shit. <laughs> Stan Hansen catch a predator. <laughs> That's, that's one for the books. I mean, how did we get here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that skit right there just—it deserves an award. <laughs> well, Chad, thank you for joining us. And do you Mark, have any parting words? Mark just uh, got a fucking. Sorry, Mark just got a um, glimpse into what happens at the end of Reliving the Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> We just did a whole after show of reliving the extreme. <laughs> uh, any I, I, parting words for me is it's all this is always like one of the highlights of my week, which doesn't say much about what I do every day. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and I look forward to it all the time. Every time I know we're getting together, and then you know, even Miss Jess, you know, she's not very proud of anything that I do. Because I, I, lately I haven't been doing anything, <laughs> so and she's always like, "Oh, um, 
you seem pretty happy, you know. Like, you know, she went to bed tonight, obviously, because it's late, and she's the only one that has to work tomorrow. And, you know, and then t- tomorrow, she'll ask me how it was, and I'll tell her that we, I had fun, and, and then she puts, you know, she puts it over. She ain't going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> but she puts it over as at least it's something that I do that's really not going to hurt me, like, physically, <laughs> like the other shit that I do, like the, the beer and shit and the other <laughs> recreational stuff. Like try to move patty with furniture by myself. Well, I mean, at, at the same time, this shit's like therapeutic because it's like essentially, you know, just getting together with the guys and shooting the shit. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. And the and the and the, and the fucked up thing is, is I don't know any of you fucking bones. <laughs> like you know, on a on a personal level. And 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 me and Archie actually, I mean, we were never not friends. But we started out with me just making ribs about him, like every just getting his name on every show for some reason. <laughs> and he became and he became part of this as a, a regular, you know. And then, I mean, if, if I make fun of some of the other listeners that comment on our pages, then we're not going to have any listeners. We're going to have just people on the show. <laughs> and I don't Tonight, know how, 32 guests I don't know how many windows you're allowed on this fucking thing <laughs> <laughs> have to alternate them out but I can I, I, if you want I'll try to get Ellsworth oh god <laughs> what the Ellsworth <laughs> yeah it was a great show man I look forward to it all the time and we just cracked the two-hour mark, and isn't that about what we're going for for this stuff? Yes, yes sir. Thank so you. A little, bit of, a little bit of fine-tuning. We can cut it down to two hours easy. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week on the We Can't Wrestle podcast. The Hall of Shame is in the books, and we will see you next week. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Archie. Thank you, Aaron. What are we doing next week? I don't have any the, fucking clue. The Embassy but, um, of Embarrassment? <laughs> <laughs> the palace of pathetic next week is the Stan Hansen edition of the Weekend Wrestle podcast and he's just going to be at a kitchen counter but that being said we'll see you next week everybody have a great week and thank you for joining us thank you guys and we'll see you all later on